I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name's Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Caitlin McKinnon. And I'm sick. Someone is less excited to be here than your man is. I'm not less excited. I just want to have a nap (laughs) and take lots of drugs. So we'll get through this as quickly as possible so your girl can get all doped up and have a nap. I'm going to have a nap on the bus. It's going to be great. I'm not going to listen to all the people chewing really loudly. Nap on the bus, have a nap at her house, have a nap at work tomorrow. Let's have all the naps. Uh, they won't let me nap at work. There's no napping system at work, apparently. <laughs> no, no siestas. I, I've talked about no having company sanctioned siestas. Having like a room where we could just have cots. <laughs> this is my dream. That's, I could just, I could eat lunch. That's what we do at my job is break time, find a bench. Yeah. Find a bench, nap time. If you would like to chronicle all of our fatigue related <laughs> issues and illnesses. Go back and listen to all of our other 148 episodes, because this is episode 149. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. Episode 150 next week. No plans. No. Meh. We might have plans. We might. You never know. We might come up with plans just after this episode. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what we're going to do. You don't know, because we don't know. <laughs> we just like to keep everyone at the edge of their seat. Want to be at the edge of your seat for another 148 episodes? Go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives. Give us a follow. You get notifications. If you don't like notifications, if you don't want to do stuff, you want stuff brought to you. We get that. We understand. Hit subscribe. It's going to take you to Apple Podcasts. Doesn't have to be Apple Podcasts, though. No. It can be anything or anywhere you get your uh, content. You get audio content somewhere? We're probably there. Not yeah. Spotify, though. Because fuck Spotify. 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 <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> Bougie-ass Spotify. But hey, Google Play, Stitcher. Reaper. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing. Shoelace, wherever you get your, <laughs> wherever you get your audio content, that's where we are. Surfboard. That's where we are. Brought to you with a smile by your man's. The drop is very loud today. <laughs> your man. No, it's encapsulating. <laughs> it's just what it's like when he comes. It's just, he's just, uh, he's all around you. Yeah. You feel him all around you, and inside you, your and man. In your heart. Shotzi <laughs> Frostilla gets the third. Come to bring you piping hot, fresh episodes of the Geek Down Pod every week. It's what he lives for. It's what he loves to do. If you would like to support this endeavor financially, why would you not? Please go to our Patreon, which is at patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. Or give us $3. (laughs) That sounded like you were just telling everyone to give us $3. Do it. it (laughs) Oh, come on. Leave that in. (laughs) That is to say... Patreon, you have choices yeah. of what you can there are tiers. donate to this endeavor. Like a cake. But if you go to ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod, kofi. 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 One option, $3. Yeah. You are buying us a coffee. Yep. Doing us a solid. You buy coffees for your friends all the time. Caitlin bought me a coffee on her way in today. I did. That's what friends do. Are we not your friends? I think we're friends. I think we're friends. 
are we? Is this one of the things like that thing that happened that time when I thought I was someone's friend, and then I found out that they were having a birthday thing, and they invited like a bunch of people and did not invite me, and I was devastated. Like that time I thought I was somebody's friend, and then somebody said, "Did you see they put this on Facebook?" And I said, "Nah." And then I went to their Facebook, and it said, "Add friend" on it. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. We hope it's not like that. I mean, I, I don't see why it would be, considering all the entertainment I know. we provided you over 148 episodes. All the time we spent together. If it is like that, though, there are a few ways you can let us know. You should at least inform us. Yeah, seriously. It's only the decent thing to do. You can tweet us at GeekdownPod. Get up off Twitter. If it requires more than 280 characters. You can Facebook message us. You, a- you could. Apparently, that's that's the best way to get a hold of us. Is it? Yeah. Says well, who? Well, me. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm the one on Facebook. Or you can email us. Geekdownpod at gmail.com or yes, the Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Quick note about the Facebook. Yeah. Because friends, if you hadn't noticed, we're back. We are back. In real time. Your man cleared his deadline. He's very, he's very excited. Hashtag book season. So excited. It's over. He's like. Can't tell how amped I am right now. He's like happy. But the only, the way Jordan I mean, something happy. resembling happy. Yeah. I'm happy adjacent. Like content. <laughs> he's content at this moment. Content adjacent. My partner here was kind enough to take the uh, promotional elements of this endeavor off of my plate, because normally I do a lot of that stuff, because I'm a control freak, but she has uh, demonstrated that she's more than capable of handling that stuff, so joke's on you, sucker. (laughs) I I knew I was going to be like, I'm I'm in charge of this from now on, as Uh, long as I don't forget, right? (laughs) Just one, because she's shown she's capable, and secondly, don't think I don't notice, y'all... When Caitlin posts something, my notifications blow up because everybody's like, everybody likes, loves, reacts to Geek Down's post. Well, I didn't write that post. Caitlin McKinnon wrote that post. I did write that post. I wrote a thing. I mean, I want the traffic, so I'm not that tight about it. But I see y'all. I see how it is. Well, maybe if you didn't, you know, bad with Facebook all the time. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be nice to Facebook. That's true. You're not nice to Facebook. I'm not nice to Facebook, but I like I respect what it could could be. And I I respect your commitment to the revolution. I saw you out there wishing happy birthdays to people we don't talk to normally. Right? I'm trying. <laughs> it's like Caitlin McKinnon posted on this person's wall, and I was like, "What? Why? Why them? Oh, happy birthday with some with some stickers." I'm like, "Yeah." Got to res- got to respect the commitment. Got to respect the the revolution. It's very important. Vive la revolution. Very important. Bug flew in my coffee, y'all. Don't care. Oh, that means it's almost spring. <laughs> it's almost spring. I got the window open. You'll be hearing sirens coming through here at any time now, oh, I'm sure. Wow. <sighs> spring is coming. So, friends, out of format. Yep. Because I handed in a draft on Friday. And we thought we had a lot of catch up, catching up to do. I have not I have not seen, like, oh. touching her sick oh, round face. Oh, he's touching my face. Because I haven't seen her in, like, three and a half weeks, did we say? Three weeks? Three weeks, Three yeah. weeks? That's forever. That for us, that's forever. Yeah, it does feel like it's been a very long time. And I, mean, I, I don't. I don't want to blow. I don't want to. Can I don't. <laughs> but if you need a reason to follow us on Twitter, it's the fact that I take selected exchanges between us on, and he's like, on Look, Facebook Messenger. We talk to each other outside of the podcast. Uh, I, think, I think people really like that. Like when somebody <laughs> out of nowhere screamed at me regarding where her Captain Marvel merch was. Yeah. Um, where, also, where the fuck is my Captain Marvel merch? I did find it. It's at Hot Topic. Is it? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, did you spend all your money yet? 
um, I have no money to spend. <laughs> uh, a certain uh, senior correspondent's birthday is coming up, and uh, I've been very good with putting my pennies away. He doesn't want Captain Marvel merch? He might. <laughs> I just can't buy it for myself. Can you convince him he wants Captain Marvel merch? <laughs> he, Captain Marvel is one of his favorite superheroes. One of his favorite superheroes. There you go. Um, and I passed, randomly, not expecting to, did not go in, one, because I was exhausted because I had worked. Um, I'd been off I'd been off to write the draft and then went to work one shift and then have been off all weekend, so I've been delightful. Yeah. But um, a friend, Leah the Brazilian, was like, let's let's celebrate. You finished the draft. Let's go for breakfast. Right below my house. Because <laughs> Leah lives <laughs> above a breakfast spot now. Um, so we went. Not bad. A sunny morning, I think, on Young Street. Oh, not terrible. Okay. Uh, throwback, though. It was like, y'all love good breakfast talk. I know y'all need breakfast spots around here. And especially if they're, you know, well-priced. Oh. It's giving her the point in the look. Oh. Because I'm like, yes, girl. I'm about to tell you. I'm getting the point in the look. Three eggs. Four pieces of sausage. Or five pieces of bacon. What? You choose bacon or sausage. Okay. Four sausages. Yeah. Or five pieces of bacon. Not just where they take a strip of bacon and like tear it in half. Right. Five strips of bacon. Wow. Hash browns. Ooh. Toast. Ooh. $8.99. <laughs> in Toronto? In Toronto, you didn't have to, like, Ontario, Canada. You didn't have to go to like to the edge of Scarborough or Markham. I was on Markham. I was on Woodbridge. Listen, we did inventory at major Canadian retailer. Yeah. And they were like, let's go to Denny's. I'm like, cool. You know, Bay and Dundas. Ooh. Let, let's let's go let's go to Denny's. And they're like, no, we'll go up to the one in Vaughn. <laughs> yes. We get out there and I'm like, where the Am I, I, this is so north of the wall. Are there giants out here? Like what? Is someone driving me back? I am literally. Oh, that's the joke they were making. Pops was making the joke that like, let's if he goes to the bathroom, let's all leave. <laughs> <laughs> making panic that he has to figure out how to transit his way back here from out, from out with the children of the forest. And like you can't. I don't think in Vaughn that far north you can't, you can't use regular TTC. Presto, presto car, presto car ain't doing shit. No. no. So you gotta pay different. Fuck Vaughn. Um, but don't fuck Sunday morning on Young Street where you can get all that food. I think it was $25 for both of us. Wow. Normally, not for nothing, 25 bucks is like if you get a juice. <laughs> Coffee, you might come in under $20, but I mean. A juice? Juice, juice in a tip, $25 easy. So That's amazing. Air horn for you, Sunday morning. Nice. What the hell was I saying before that? Um, we have no plan. I finished have, the book. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to run it back. Aren't I? Probably. Came back to me, y'all. I don't have to run it back. <laughs> so I go and I meet Leah and I had it in my head that I wanted to, you know, <laughs> it's the only child brain works, right? Like I'm a treat. I'm a treat myself. I treat myself all the fucking time. I don't need, I don't need an occasion. <laughs> I'd be like, you finished the book draft. So I'm gonna go buy some records. You buy records whenever the fuck you want. You don't need an occasion. It's true. Did not buy any records though. What? <laughs> not a single record i went and looked for some records uh-huh. saw some records that under different circumstances i might have bought and i may still buy but i didn't buy them that day why so hooray for me and on my way back down queen street i see this sandwich sign in front of a what i understood for a long time to be a vacant building all right down by the uh down by the old much building the bell building yeah. 299 queen street west and it says stanley video Video. And the telltale yellow on blue font, a blockbuster video. Oh. I'm like, what? And I look up, and they're just plastered all over 
posters for Captain Marvel. It's a Captain Marvel promotional pop-up. Oh my goodness. Made to look like a blockbuster because it's set in the 90s. It's amazing. And then I thought it was just a thing you could walk in and look around at. And two people went in before me and I was kind of trailing behind them. And some little Asian girl like sprung out from somewhere and went like, hi. (laughs) 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 I've been up for for 24 hours. And I scurried away and said, nope. And then I looked it up later and saw there were activities involved. And I said, nope again. What is your problem with activities? Just just let me, why do you get them? Put a format on it. Like, just let me, let me do my thing. Like activities are what make a thing. I don't need organizational structure. Free flowing. Just let it flow. Activities, activities are like, just let it go. (laughs) Be like water. Be like a reed in the wind. <laughs> tay, tay in the wind, Caitlin. Tay in the wind. It's got to be a tay in the wind. Oh, dear. I just don't understand what your problem... Like, this has come up before. You do not like activities. It was not like... I think I, I, think I read... Because I wanted to see... I was going to take her to it today, but I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're going to. Or how, and it's not... I don't know how late it's going to be open. Um, but when I looked up to get any more information about it it's like there's a scavenger hunt involved and i don't think it, you get anything to do with the movie i think it's just like oh. they ask you questions and there's like you go and find the movie mm-hmm. from the because they did have like vhs tapes all over the uh right. all over the walls and shit it's like you find whatever movie they're referring to and it was less about it was like more more movie trivia than anything to do with captain marvel what oh my god what can i tell you my movie trivia story <laughs> i'm gonna tell you my movie trivia story <laughs> all right so do it I don't get very many moments where I feel like, you know, I'm I'm a capital N nerd. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm a nerd. I'm nerdy. I like nerdy things. But and I I do like, um, you know, uh, Fun Fact Fridays at work because <laughs> I apparently mm-hmm. just I'm just a vault of useless knowledge. But I don't have like an encyclopedia uh, encyclopedic memory for something in particular however yesterday with a friend of mine i was in this store called treehouse collectibles um it is at Donlands avenue in east york if you were by there definitely go in there's my former subway station they're a very nice gentleman in there um and they have tons of stuff they have records they have comic books they've got old toys see you there <laughs> tons and tons of stuff um and uh we were talking about movies, and I don't know how we got on to it. We were talking about um, Pulp Fiction and when it came out. And I, like, m- immediately I was like, this is my moment. I was like, I popped out, and I was like, it came out in 1994. You popped out of a clothing rack. <laughs> <laughs> 1994! 1994. And I was like, and I know that, because Reservoir Dogs came out in 1992. And the guy there was like, you're hired. <laughs> and I knew all this other stuff, and I was like, woo, I'm bonded with nerds. <laughs> I was very excited. That's my story. Bonding with nerds. I know movie stuff. I don't know all the movie stuff, but I know movie stuff. That's your thing. That's my thing. A guy at work was like, I don't know what we were talking about. We are talking about nerdly type stuff, and I don't remember what exactly we were saying. Um, to a certain extent, it was about like knowing where to draw the line um, with your nerd stuff. Right. We were having this discussion at work, and I don't know who we were saying hadn't known where to draw the line, but like for me... Like, I go to Anime Explosion, whatever, um, on Spadina, and I go in, yeah, and I see the little Nendoroids and yeah. statues yeah. Of, of all my waifus from Muse. I go, those are some sharp-looking figures. Those are really well-made. <laughs> You're going to back away slowly. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, mm-mm. Number one, they're like $90. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Like a Nendo, which is like, you know, a fancy Funko Pop. Yeah. Nendoroid is like $60. What? Now, they're tremendously well-made and adorable, and you can customize faces and positions and stuff, but like... Not for $90, not you can't. Not for $90, you can't. Um, and also, like, <laughs> pardon the freezing. Nothing's going to dry a woman out faster than walking into your house and <laughs> seeing that on your bookshelf. Records, a little forgivable. Yeah. You can do something with them. You can make them look nice. They look like a library. It looks sophisticated. But I mean, like, you can also play them. Yes. I can play with my nin- with my <laughs> Okay, um, that would even, that would make it worse, I think. But my colleague was saying, like, I don't, uh, what, what would my thing be? And I was like, well, you can't have a thing right now because he's a movie guy. Right. I don't see him for a week. He rattles off like four movies he's seen that weekend. Yeah. Uh, he's a movie guy. I was like, if the, if it was a different age, you would have the DVD library. Like, that would be your thing. Oh, yeah. You would have the media library. You, did you even really have that? I started to. Yeah. I still have, like, well, I think I've launched into the story a couple times where I had this crazy collection. It, like, it really was, like, a good collection of DVDs. Guess who has them? Guess who has, like, 80% of them? The ex-boyfriend. I'm not going to say his name on the tip of my tongue. He's got he's got them. So I'd say it's the fucking ex-boyfriend, Nick Hornby-looking motherfucker. <laughs> wow, you're angrier than I am. I'm like, damn, like, I mean, I got a whole bunch of his stuff that I he probably was, wanted back. I but. was there when that happened. <laughs> Ain't never have no love for him. Um, But I was very... Oh, there goes the notebook. Take oh, that. God, the notebook. <laughs> Take that, notepad. Very important. Um, But... I mean, I was just very sad more than anything because I kept on being like, oh, yeah, I've got a DVD version of that. They've taken it off Netflix. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, wait. No, I don't. Thankfully, my housemates also have an awesome DVD collection. (laughs) I just go, can I borrow this? Please, can I borrow this? No, I did get the important things. I've got the the Firefly box set. Oh, okay. that's, That's probably the most important thing, but yeah. There are some things missing. All of this is to say, we are off format today. Yes. Because I was not going to have time to watch anything. And it was the, the moment around Thursday where I was like, realized how much time I had left to write it. And was like thinking, well, I'm off all weekend. So I got all Saturday, you know, I'll get up on Saturday and I'll have all this time to clean. And if she doesn't want me to watch something, I'll have time to watch it. And then maybe I can still even like pop out, you know, get out in the city, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then I remembered, you have to work on Friday. And people need to sleep. <laughs> and oh man, did I sleep? <laughs> four p.m. yesterday? I went, <laughs> <laughs> um, so thankfully, I said to Kate, "How about just chit chat? Chit chat's good with me. How about a free form? So I we chit chat. I got so many things to chit chat about. Well, you got to chit chat about. Oh, I got look at this <laughs> notebook. Oh, so, look at this notebook. I have like three things on my notepad. Okay, first of all, let's get into. We're gonna, you know stir things up. Oh God, I'm unprepared. Let's get into uh, updates. You want to do updates now? I want to do updates. But I need to go into a specific update. <laughs> we can come back. We can we can do this. And I feel like by the time we this. get through all the updates, because I have, I have, man, I got some major ones that require a lot of context and breakdown. Okay, well, let's start with this. I had never seen cars until a couple days ago. Okay. And I've seen like all the Pixar stuff. So Pixar's or the vehicle? <laughs> Pixar. I've seen cars, but not cars. 
Um, I've seen a horseless carriage before. <laughs> beep, beep. Uh, so, I hadn't seen the movie. I'd yes. seen everything else. Well, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Airplanes or whatever the fuck it was called. That's not even Pixar, is it? That's just like Disney trying oh, to lift the gimmick. Oh, it's still Disney, but it's not, it's not officially branded Pixar. Okay. Anyway. So, pick, uh, so Cars. And I, I was talking... <laughs> Chris was amazed that I had not seen Cars because I'd seen everything else. And he was like, um, Cars is really good. I was like, Cars is not good. It's about cars. <laughs> How could Cars be good? He's like, well, Cars 2 was terrible, but you really only need to see Cars 1 and Cars 3. Cars 2 doesn't add any content to the story. <laughs> and so we had this long conversation about Cars. And then finally the other day, he was like, we were going to go to a movie, but I was very sick. And he was like... Do you want to just watch Cars instead? And I was like, <laughs> really pushing for it. I was like, hey, if you buy me Chinese food, we're watching Cars. <laughs> That's fine. Cars is a masterpiece, <laughs> and Cars three, Cars three may even be better than Cars one. Wow. I have okay. Pixar makes me cry. Just like thinking about Pixar movies makes me cry, but. I have not cried that much since I watched the uh, Would You Be My Neighbor documentary. That's not even on my list. <laughs> oh, God, he's scrambling. That's why you need a bigger notebook. A tiny fucking notebook. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Wee notebook. What a cool guy you are. <laughs> it's a new one, folks, that he's very excited about. New drop. I think you need a new, new drop drop. drop. <laughs> you need a new drop drop. It's a new drop. <laughs> 2644. <laughs> so, I cried. Uh, pause. Sorry. Okay. Pause. Hold right. on. Okay. You're going to tell me you cried more at Cars yeah. than the first five minutes of Up. Well, I cried the first five minutes of Up. I didn't cry the rest of the time. I literally cried the entire Cars movie. What the fuck in Cars had you like... Okay, granted, I know I'm getting it next (laughs) week now, but... (laughs) (laughs) Have not seen Cars. Because it's a kid's movie. Like, I don't play Nintendo games because they're for children. You know what? It's bullshit. It is not a kid's movie. The only thing Cars... The only good thing Cars ever did was put polyrhythm in Cars 2. You need... And gave the queen some shine. You need to be an adult to fully, <laughs> fully understand the movie Cars. <laughs> oh, God, I'm making a joke. That's, that's, that's maybe my favorite statement I've ever said on this show. That's my statement of the year for 2019. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. You need to be over 25 to really understand the impact of Cars. <laughs> It's it's unbelievable. All right, unbelievable. Okay, he doesn't believe me. I do not believe you. So I cr- like, I cried. You were also in a fragile physical state. Not that fragile. <laughs> I bawled during Cars Three. Ball. There's a there's a part that I just like lost it. Lost it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's like the big 
Like, oh my god! And then I just remember, couldn't wait to give that bomb drop for y'all. <laughs> uh, senior correspondent Chris looked at me. Yeah, was, was he prepared for what he unleashed on you? He looked at me and goes, "I know, right?" <laughs> he was right. He's absolutely right. We fucking made for each other the both. <laughs> absolutely right. Anyways, look forward to next. <laughs> I was just about to say, look forward to next. Forward to next months. week's episode when I watch Cars. <laughs> Oh, good times. Well, all right. Since you mentioned it and I forgot it was on my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Mr. Rogers documentary. Also cried a bunch. Didn't cry a bunch. Did you cry, though? I cried at the end. Oh, yeah. Where it was like, think about someone in your life. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, and you, it, the fact that it sat there, yeah. that the director sat there and like ran through everybody, like, yeah. thinking of that person and like everybody's breaking down. I'm like, <laughs> um, no, I remember hearing, like, such great... This is the Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary on the life of Fred Rogers, the person, the man behind Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. On, I didn't know he was a pastor. Uh, it makes sense, though. It makes sense, yeah. I don't know that I knew that either, but it made sense. Um, some of y'all listening probably predates you a little bit. Yeah. Or, uh, or like me, you... I was like, surprised it didn't predate you, to be honest. Um, Well, no. Like, a lot of people my age, like, uh, senior, senior, senior correspondent Chris, he watched... Um, he watched Mr. Like, was he syndicated at that point? Did they just show reruns on some I, PBS stuff? I think they just were showing reruns. I think they, they went into, I can't remember when they went exactly until, but it was still relatively modern. Where was it shown in Canada? Because I was watching it on, like, Detroit Public Broadcasting. I think PBS, so Channel Oh, you guys get the, channel new, two. you guys get one of the New York stations up here, right? Well, well, we would get t- uh, TVO, which oh. would show a TVO bunch of PBS show? stuff. Okay. Um, so he was watching it there, and but I was watching Mr. Dress Up, right? Which is the like Canadian equivalent sort of, <laughs> and of course, as I've talked about, yeah, yeah fucking Fred Penner, Fred Penner, Fred Penner, uh, who is amazing. Um, Sploosh, am I right? Ew, ew, he's like my dad in another universe. Okay, <laughs> that is disgusting. Anyways, so but I, I, the only reason I didn't watch. Um, Mr. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, was because the puppets freaked me out. So, and part of the either charm or detriment of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, zero budget. Yeah. Not a lot of budget. No. And for me... In the same set for what, like 40 years? Oh, yeah. For me growing up, it was like, I watched it as a kid, but it was like, tick-tock, when Sesame Street's starting. (laughs) You know, Mr. Rogers came on at 9.30. Sesame Street came on at 11. It was like, let's go. Let's go. Put some Burton Ernie up in this place. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you watched and you sat through it. And But even as a kid, I was like, I liked him just chilling out around the place. The second the whole, like, land of yeah. make-believe stuff started, you know. You're like, eh. Your, your man was checking out the, you know, 1984 version of his phone. Just <laughs> like. <laughs> it was like, oh, we doing this shit with Daniel the Tiger? All right, I'm going to play with Pooh Bear for a minute. Like, yeah. and and But I just thought it was really interesting about like everything from like how it started to getting that funding i mean a lot of people have seen that video on youtube right Um, he was a guy who you know television was new yes and he i don't even know i don't remember if it was like nothing was really offered or he just saw what was on directed at children and he was like like he loved kids yeah and he wanted, he felt the medium could be better and he wanted to try mm-hmm. to find a way to provide something better for kids. Um, 
And you know what? I completely agree. Like, I got a really good start in life because I was watching Sesame Street Mm. and a bunch of programming that was for younger kids. And then I was released onto the Fox world where (laughs) everything was punching and hitting and, you know, murder. But, um... Um, Yes, if you've never seen him, he's really... And I mean, they talk about this and going into it, I was like, are they going to talk about that? Yeah. He seemed very effeminate for the time. He's very soft-spoken. Yeah. Light-voiced. Um, I mean, obviously, he's doing a show for children, so he's, like, real non-threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, had a wife, had two kids. Um, but they talked to the guy who played, uh, was he the, the police officer, police officer? Um, who I had no idea he was gay. Officer Clements. Officer Clements. And I had no idea he was gay. And he basically says, you know, if he was, then... There's no vibe. <laughs> he's basically like, my gaydar is off completely, because... Yeah. I never saw that from him. And I think it's also, they talked about this a bit, and they talked about it um, recently as well, Having uh, showing a different type of masculinity, right? right? Showing a different way a man could be. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not all about war and and fighting and, and being strong. Sometimes it's being, you know, soft and kind and, you know, a good person. Oh, and the fact that everybody who worked on the show were these fucking, like, tattoo-covered teamsters who, like, <laughs> adored him. Like, yeah. when they brought out that one guy, <laughs> yeah. they're talking about... So there's, like, a urban legend that, you know, Fred Rogers fought in the Korean War. And he's, yeah, he's his like a arm, Marine. His arms are covered in tattoos, <laughs> and that's why he always wore the cardigans on the show. And yeah. guys, they talk to some of the staff, and he's just like, no. It's like this short guy. He looks like a... You know, a carny? Fi- fire hy- yeah, he looks like a fire hydrant. <laughs> he's just like... Ugh. He looks like Ram Man from, he meant from Masters of the Universe. He's just got like you know, he's the guy who who killed people in the Marines. Yeah, but, but he's just like so laid back. I'm talking about they take photos of their asses <laughs> yeah. on cameras around the set and like, like uh. I did not know that behind the scenes of this like, um, you know, sweet little children's show yeah. where these this is like crew of lunatics yeah. that was kind of awesome and he loved them all and they loved him and. There was one moment where, like, it was when Robert Kennedy was killed, and it was like Daniel the Tiger asking, asking, I don't remember what the princess's name or whatever it was, yeah. like, what's an assassination? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I didn't realize they talked about such big issues. I know they talked about divorce. I'd heard that before, and maybe I'd seen a bit of that. But I and didn't little know subtle that- things, like when Officer Clemens, who was black, you yeah. know, swung by. And Mr. Rogers was, like, soaking his feet in a tub. But I didn't realize they talked about racism. I thought it was more general, just like, be kind to your neighbor, love everyone. I didn't realize they mm, talked about, like, like what is racism? What is death? Yeah. What is, like, what happens to you when you die? Like, then they did weeks. They did a week where they went through this stuff. Mm. Um, and they showed a lot of different, like, takes on it, right? Um, I didn't realize it was so in-depth and... And they talked a lot about, you know, what he wanted to do for kids, what he wanted for them, um, which was the truth and explanation, um, but also to protect them from, like, some of the the horrors until they have a way to manage themselves and their emotions and, and all of that, which I thought was, was wonderful. Shouts to Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That's – was – I think a lot of people were um, – <laughs> Questlove, drummer of the Roots, who yeah. I follow on Instagram, uh, was very much when the Oscar noms were announced. He was yeah. like alarmed that it didn't get an Oscar. It didn't get an Oscar nom, and his the only because he loved this movie, and like his only theory was that like um, everyone assumed it was going to get nominated, so so everybody nominated for like their everybody rode for their second choice, right. like um, but it 
probably would have been a lock had it been had it been nominated. Really good documentary. It's on Netflix. Um, and you know what? It it was really it was really well done. Like it moves at a good clip. You never feel like it's really dragging. Yeah, there there are some moments where um because they break down like you know the the puppet characters. I mean, obviously Daniel the Tiger was basically him. So when yeah. you get these moments where he talks about his life and whatnot, you you see these little animated vignettes of. Daniel the Tiger, like, yeah. running around. They're very moving as well, but check that out. I watched it on a whim before I went to bed one night. Yeah. We were watching, I think, uh, we were watching a lot of Forensic Files. <laughs> like, so much so that senior correspondent respondent Chris and I will just, like, walk into a room where the other one is and go, mitochondrial DNA. <laughs> just for fun, because, you know, that's what they say. You know, for fun. For fun. Like a fun guy. Like a, f- a fun thing that like we a do. a fun person. About know. murder. You know, like and, murder. And a friend of mine at work said the best thing ever, which was we were talking about how much we love Forensic Files, and she goes, you know what, but I hate the episodes that aren't about horrific murders. And she was totally serious. Deadpan. I was like, I love you so much. This is why I love these people. They get me. They get me. They get you. Um, also things that get me. Mm. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. Oh, you, you made your way through it? I did. This is what I wanted to show. Okay. It's weird. It's fun. It's wacky. It's good acting. Crazy bits. Fun bits. Hearty endorsement for yeah. the Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Please watch it. <laughs> um, they're already announced a second season. No doubt. Um, and Listen, Netflix be looking for some comic properties. They got that, this. That, that they can own. They got this. Uh, second season of Dragon Prince. Having a time. Saw it was up. Very good. <laughs> Very interesting. She, she can speak to the whole season because she's watched it all. Yes, I have. Hey, it's been three weeks. Um, <laughs> we started watching Night Flyers, which is on Netflix. No idea what that is. Um, it is, we wanted a space show. And yes, we're getting a lovely dose of Star Trek uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery, but not enough because it's coming in weeks. Drip, drip. I can't, I can't binge this. Um, and it's basically like a psychological horror in space. So I was out. Um, I can only take so much anxiety. <laughs> and I was like, it was, it was a very interesting concepts, great sets, fantastic acting, but just was like, I'm not here for this. You can miss me with it. <laughs> um, Planet Earth 2, always wild. Love it so much. So good. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. So my, good. my second season of Tiny Creatures? Did you know oh God. that there is a place in South America where flamingos just freeze in the water overnight? <clears throat> they just hang out. Deliberately? Yeah. They just freeze there. They're, they get stuck in the water, and their legs freeze in the water, and then by, like, noon, it's, like, scorching, and they're, like, having a good time, and they do this dance. And they all do it in a pack. It's like some sort of mating dance. Don't even know what it's about. Wild. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh-huh. Very good. Really enjoying it. Um, the Orville is still more like Star Trek than Star <laughs> Trek Discovery is, but that's okay. Um, and now I'm going to leave it up to you because after this, I've got like stuff on YouTube I've liked. And uh, I've got like trailer stuff, stuff I'm excited about. Well, let, let, let me hit a, let me hit a few things that are popping into my head here. Um, number one, kind of news related. Yeah. Interesting to see. So today apparently is the uh, 30th anniversary of the release of De, De La Soul's first album, Three Feet High and Rising. Amazing. If you know who's De La Soul, you know me, myself, and I. 
from that album. Um, De La Soul in the news a lot this week because infamously Three Feet was always available on vinyl and kind of out there. But everything since. So the next three albums and change. Right. Not available. If you found them, you found them. You found original 90s pressings that are like, you know, cost like $90 per. Okay. No, thank you. The shorthand for this has always seemed to be, it had to do with uh, sample clearances. Okay. And De La infamously, Three Feet High and Rising was kind of the like party parties over for sampling. Okay. Because uh, band The Turtles heard or found out that one of their songs had been, I didn't even know that clearances were really a thing. I think right. they were playing a little fast and loose with it back mm. then. Uh and some things they just didn't try to clear. So the turtles, the turtles. So this Daylight song, something transmission from Mars, uses a turtle sample. It gets back to the turtles. They sue the shit out of Daylight, the label, everybody. And suddenly, now it's Sorry. now it's the clear now it's the clearance game. Right now you got to get clearance for everything. Um, which is one of the reasons why one of the reasons kind of why hip hop sounds the way it does today is because mm-hmm. people would rather make a shitty beat with cricket hi hats on a. Casio then pay for a sample. Right. Um, I understand the economics. Do I think it's hurt the music? Yes, but that's a topic for another time. I'm old. I'm washed. We know this. Old man yells at moon. Anyway, clouds. <laughs> the moon's fine. Clouds, on the other hand. <laughs> Fucking clouds. Fucking clouds. Um, so there was a rumor this week, Vinyl Me Please, which is kind of like a bespoke vinyl subscription service. Right. And they also do a lot of like limited pressings of classic albums and shit. Announced that their like monthly hip hop offering was going to be this beautiful, clear with pastel splatter mm. uh, pressing of Three Feet High and Rising. Yeah, and as well, Daylight's albums were coming to streaming Ooh. because they hadn't been on streaming this entire time. Because when they negotiated their deals, streaming didn't exist. Right, and when you have three albums worth of music that are comprised with a shit ton of samples, because Daylight wasn't like. Dela's innovations were twofold. One, they sampled from a lot of places on the same song. Oh, really? Um, and I mean, the Bomb Squad and other places did this as well. But they also sampled from everywhere. They sampled the Turtles. You right. know, like yeah. they sampled. It wasn't just James Brown, Funkadelic. Right. You know, whatever. They sampled from everywhere. So streaming was not a thing. So now you got to renegotiate clearance rates for all this shit. Right. And to a certain extent, they were like, man, fuck it. Sorry. <laughs> I know on the 25th anniversary of all this stuff, they gave everything away right. for like a day. They right. were like, hey, here's a code. Download all, everything. All of our music is on Dropbox because it. they're one of the most important rap groups in the history of the music, but they are like, with every year that goes by, they are being erased because right. their just music is not, their best work isn't out there. It's not available. So this word came out that Tommy Boy Records, have you ever come across Tommy Boy Records and anything I gave you over the years? Well, Tommy Boy Records. Which put out like Digital Underground and I think Queen Latifah. They might have been from New Jersey. I don't remember. Sorry. I just realized no one could see me say no. <laughs> I was shaking my head no because I was very entranced to what he was saying. But I said no. I do not know what he's talking about. My, fr- my friend. <laughs> me. Unfamiliar. <laughs> but excited for them. Um, so the Tommy Boy Records had figured it out. And now Dale's music was coming to streaming. Okay. Woo! Woo! Everyone's happy. De La Soul throws a thing up on their Instagram saying like, so yeah, we just got off the phone with Tommy Boy. Our music's coming to streaming. 
Tommy Boy's taking ninety percent of the royalties, <gasps> and we're taking ten. What? And to the world's credit, the world went, uh-uh. Oh, good. I was going to say, I hope they go, nah. They were like, no, God, <laughs> please, no, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and I think they also posted up. So, like, I think Vinyl Me Please was doing uh, pressings of, like, their next album, De La Soul is Dead. Because right. fun fact about De La, um, they kind of presented as hippies a little bit. Right. Like their infamous video, me, myself, and I was them like in a classroom filled with guys in Fila tracksuits, and they were just like you know, giant high top fades and Africa medallions and yeah. floral shirts and shit. Lovely. Um, and everybody was like, they're hippies, and then they named their next album "De La Soul Is Dead" and just killed their image. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> "De La Soul Is Dead" is like my dark side of the moon. Right. I heard that album when I was uh, eleven, twelve years old, or whatever, and it was like, <laughs> they have a song on there about a girl who pulled a gun on her father, who was a Macy Santa. And abused her. Wow. The song's called Millie Pulled a Pistol on Santa. My goodness. Fucking awesome. They also invented the skit. I am going to, um, to listen to this okay, on my way home. I'll send you a link later. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. They invented the skit? They invented the skit. There were not skits on rap albums before Dela. No. Three Feet High and Rising. First album was skits. Everyone, who, anyone who knows anything about rap albums, it's like, it's like just such a classic imprint yep. of of rap albums they were the first ones to do it um so yeah the world went nah including me good i was there um and you went the, nah that the hashtag boycott tommy boy like they, <laughs> they tried tommy boy tried for about a day to be like look what we're doing blah blah, blah. and the comments were just flooded and apparently um wu-tang member the jizza has a song <laughs> called labels and one of the lines in it is tommy ain't my motherfucking boy Ooh. and that that phrase was everywhere yeah i even hopped on vinyl me please's page <laughs> Final Me Please, it's like, we're so proud to release blah, blah, blah. And I legit went, like, in light of the news of De La Soul's contract situation, please reconsider releasing this. Oh. Um, now, Vinyl Me Please did post something saying that, like, you know, vinyl's a different deal. You know, yeah. we're concerned about this. But at the same time, yo, they're, we're, we're talking to them. Like, they're getting a shake from us. Like, yeah. don't don't worry. Don't worry about that. We don't like this, but don't be mad at us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, title. Yeah. Said they're not going to put the music up. Okay. Um, I don't know. Apparently, where we are now is this blew up enough that we are headed to some renegotiations. Oh. A little bit. We don't know how that's going to shake out, but um, yeah, man, just give them, give them, give them, give people what they're owed. I was just about to say it's not just them. It's just like people. Um, <clears throat> some people in this sitting room. at this table give people what they're owed. Yeah. Um, it's just not cool not cool so we that's still developing but i mean it's just this that's the saddest thing is like this amazing music just hasn't been available i can't i can't tell you caitlin listen to this go to spotify because it hasn't been there which is so wild and i still wouldn't do it now because if i give it to you i mean how do you negotiate the eighth of a cent they're gonna get for (laughs) that play but um but that 90 percent of that eighth of a cent is going to the label and they're not they're not seeing any of it. Like, yeah. I know these guys love touring, but they have toured incessantly for like 30 years because yeah. they have to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they say, you want to know why they were on that Gorillaz album? Because they smart. You want to yeah. know why they did the rap break on Feel Good Inc? Because they smart. And they like, yo, um, this is a check. So what's interesting, not the same in any way whatsoever. <laughs> yes. But the Orville. I can't tell people to go check out the Orville because you cannot 
find it anywhere because right. we're getting to this problem where it'll be up for like two weeks. An episode will be up for two weeks. But if you don't, and the first season is on Amazon Prime, but if you're looking for the second season, unless you have like a package that's worth like $200 for cable. That's the thing, right? Unless you can't watch anything older than a week unless you're already paying for cable. If I have this already paying for cable, I wouldn't need to watch it online. Honestly, like, I'd pay $5 a month to just like have city TV or CTV or whatever it's on mm. just so I could watch the Orville and some of the other stuff. It's the free networks that piss me off the most. Like, yeah. like city TV, you're really going to tell me I can't watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine from two weeks ago? You are a free network. If I went out and found an antenna in the trash <laughs> and rigged it up to my television, like I could watch your network. Like, yeah. It's just, it's I don't understand what Make me sit through two minutes of ads right. every 15 minutes and let me fucking watch yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It ain't that hard. I'm fine with sitting for ads. I just don't want to buy a $200 cable package. It's, it's the, just not happening. It's the whole thing that, like, the iTunes store originally proved, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what the numbers were. People were always going to download to a certain extent, but once you made access easy. Yeah. Once you made it easier for me to pay a dollar to, to download it. this song. And I don't to, get a scary letter. Then, then, then to, like, give my, you know laptop cancer on on Kazaa yeah. trying to find it. Like, once that was easier, I had no problem paying the dollar. People don't mind paying if no. it's easy and accessible. Yeah. We rented cars because it was easier <laughs> than, like, trying to find it anywhere. Right. And I don't want to stream it because it's just going to crap out and it's going to have to buffer every, like, two seconds. And and... I don't need to see an advertisement for a porno game in no. a pop-up when I'm trying no. to watch cars. I don't... Yeah, right? It ruins the mood. <laughs> And I'm crying over a porno game instead of cars. <laughs> More things. Promise Neverland. Got cut up on that. I did not. Caitlin, I forgot. Write, the, write it the fuck I'm down. I'm writing in my notebook right now. My large notebook. <laughs> my only my only thing about Promise Neverland, which is still as twisty-turny and delightful as it has been up to this point, is... uh. It does that thing where, like, it gets its tension from everybody knowing everything that everyone else is doing. Right. But there's no real reason why everyone should know everybody. Like, right. mom knows everything. How? How how she know? Well, they are, they are children and kind of suspicious. Not even her and the children. Oh. Her and sister. Oh, I see. So I seem to know everything that's going on with everybody. Right. How, though? Maybe she's got demon power and you though? don't know that. Maybe she, maybe she does. Um, so some background on Sister Crone, last episode. Ooh, a little nice. insight, little insight into her background, how she came up. Fantastic. And why she has her position and what's a little more world building. Um, again, I don't know how many episodes we're getting to this, but, uh, hmm. if it's 12, we are. Cutting it close. We are at episode eight. So. Cutting it close. We got four episodes to figure this out. I mean, the, the escape will probably happen and that'll be the end of the season. And then they get a second, they'll go from there. But And then it'll take them four years for us to get a second episode. Yep. I don't, man, Attack on Titan's back on a year annual schedule, I guess. So, I mean, if they can do it, anybody can. Um, my next two are major. Oh, no, I can talk about, I got one I got one more small one. Okay. And then I got two more. I'll bounce it back to you before we close it out with All my right. two major ones. All right. Because they're going to be good, y'all. Can't even slap the shit out of me. I can't wait. Oh, God. I don't know how this came up in... My feed, but it was the subject was something that's come up on the show before. Ooh, the lost jewel of my childhood, the thing I wanted for years as a child, yeah, could never get, yeah, Captain Power. Oh my God, we will recall Captain Power with the uh, that somehow shot lasers out of the television towards your towards your character. Um, this is so relevant because 
senior correspondent Chris mm. made me watch the first episode of Captain Power. The actual the show. Of the, and the Soldiers of the Future. Written by J. Michael Straczynski, apparently. It, yes, that's why he was so excited. Uh, I'd also watched Babylon 5 with him. He also forced me to watch that. I'm sorry. Not forced. I'm, I'm sorry. It actually... I'm sorry. It was good, but it did not age well. <laughs> I think for the time, I would have been like, whoa, this is amazing, and had like happy like memories of it mm. but watching it presently i'm like ooh, ooh, that cgi y'all didn't have money no but he did great things with not having any money we watched it i stuck it out for a while mm-hmm. and then was like was this made in the 80s and he was like it was made in the 80s and then i was a little more impressed and then i was like okay now we have to turn it off and watch forensic files so how do i know J. Michael Straczynski wrote Captain Power in the in the what what? How do you know that? Because you don't have a you don't have a Chris. I don't. No. The YouTube channel Toy Galaxy. Did you fall into a hole, Jordan? Boy, did I! Because <laughs> let me tell you something about writing a book, friends. There's nothing you love more when you're writing a book than not writing the book. Do you do like extra research? Ooh, there is. No, you love nothing more than panic procrastination. Right. I think I mentioned once that uh, the first first book was the. Uh, was the year Orange is the New Black first season dropped? Yep. Who watched that entire season in two days? Me. Well, because you, well, you couldn't keep on writing while this how, show. How can, how can I, how can I, exactly, <laughs> how can I focus on this book about a hip-hop producer if I don't know how Piper and Alex are going to work it out? And, and you know, that, and also, you know, you have to ignore texts from Caitlin going, <laughs> hey, how's the writing going? <laughs> it's fine. In the words of Dorothy Parker, I hate writing. I love having written. Um, so I fell into a Toy Galaxy hole one evening. Those short, bite-sized episodes, 12 minutes, really well produced. Yeah. Really well presented. Very Vox-like. Very, very, it's like Vox explainers for retro toys. Right. And dude does not suffer from vlogger voice. Oh, good. Because nobody hates more the fact that all vloggers talk like this <laughs> than me. You went to one broadcasting class, I understand. <laughs> you have to talk like this in order to add gravitas. Wow, that is annoying. You have to go up and then bring it down. What do you have to do? You have to bring it up and then bring it down. Don't forget to add a pause for added effect. Oh, God. Now, I'm just going to hear it all the time now. <laughs> all the time. Suck it, vloggers. Um, he does not do this. I do. I should get his name, I suppose. Dan Larson is his name. Um <laughs> He sometimes looks a little bit like a hobo. <laughs> I think the weekly schedule gets to him a little bit. He's very five o'clock shadow in this video. I've right. just popped up. Um, but really, like, well-researched, well-presented. He's got a good on-camera presence. It's not just a talking head. They, you know, they filter it with actual footage of commercials from the time. Nice. And uh, Actually, no, they do, they do a thing every episode called, you know, ad break, and they show a commercial of the actual thing they're talking about. Which is one of my favorite parts. Um, and it goes deep. Talked about toys I remembered having as a kid that I didn't remember the name of. Centurions. Who the fuck remembers Centurions? I didn't. I had like three of them <laughs> as a child. Um, what are some of the ones he goes he goes through on here? He also does um, History of Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon. That's on here. Didn't, Amazing. I own that. Didn't watch that one yet. Oh, no. I think the ex-boyfriend has that. Um, Still coming up. So sad. The epic failure of Brave, Brave Star, colon, how can hubris and research go wrong? <laughs> uh, laser tag, Amazing. the home thing you would buy for your home. Yeah. Two guns and two little sensors you strap to your chest. Mangalores, the, sto- the, the toy land that stretched and lied. I think I had some Mangalores. Did I have some Mangalores? I might have. 
Um, Captain N, the Game Master, that weird off-brand Nintendo show. He goes into the, the legality of how that worked. No idea. Where some guy who was Captain N, the Game, Ma- Game Master, teamed up with Mega Man and Link. What? And someone else. I don't remember who else to fight. Uh, Dr. Wily, Mother Brain, and these are all owned by different companies. How did this happen? How did that happen? I don't remember, but I, <laughs> I, I knew because he went into it. Um, as well as like things that like, I think he's got a, there's like a sub playlist on here called like, you know, it's like, it's called like weirdos or something. It's like, right. it's like when the company that owned mask, M-A-S-K, yeah. one of my favorite eighties toys as a child, mask. um, mm-hmm. tried it again, kind of yeah. like with vehicle that turns into other vehicle. So anyway, I, it's on YouTube, toy galaxy, a fantastic hole to fall into. If you are and it, some of this stuff, if you've gone, if you've ever fallen into a hole before his video on like the Ninja Turtles are not going to tell you too much. much that's new. Same with Transformers. Like, if you've ever fallen into this type of hole before. Yeah. Or if you watch those, some of those documentaries on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Toys That Made Us type yeah. thing. You can watch that one on He-Man or that one on Transformers. It's not going to tell He's not going to tell you anything that's not already available on there. But he goes yeah. deep on some of these things where, like, there's not even... It's like, we found one commercial on YouTube. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's very much uh, just, like, Wikipedia, the YouTube series. But, I mean... Yeah. You can read it on Wikipedia, or you can have a telegenic guy with a good yeah. good presence just kind of break it down for you, and that's that's fun, too. Um, which I'm so glad you brought up YouTube, <laughs> because we don't... I found... we. I mean, I brought it up a little while ago with the Matt Bomb thing um, a couple weeks ago, but we don't really talk about the things. We spend a lot of time on YouTube, you and I. Boy, do we. D- different things, but I found... The other day, I was very excited <laughs> that something popped up on YouTube, and I did not know how I had not brought it up before. Uh-huh. It is called, um, it's it's made by English Heritage, <laughs> and it is basically uh, like um, ha- how to make turkey the Victorian way. Friends, if you followed us on Twitter, you would have seen a two-part <laughs> conversation between Caitlin and I. From our Facebook messaging. One, where she wondered where her Captain Marvel merch was. And secondly, where she was super excited about a new English Heritage video. Oh my god, every time. And I said, none of what you just said makes any sense. Every time it pops up, it's basically a good day. I'm just like, today is a good day. I have a new English Heritage video, and it is one of the the Victorian Way videos. So, what these videos are, are they're cooking videos, but by a actress playing the... The Mrs. Crocum. Mrs. Crocum. From from the Victorian household, big, ha- large household she works for. Uh-huh. She is a cook. Uh-huh. And she is showing us how to prepare these Victorian dishes um, using the methods and ingredients that... And she talks to people as though they're visitors in that time. This woman is amazing. Like, I can't be mad because I'm about to come, I'm about to wrap up the show with the most Jordan thing that ever Jordan, but but this is the most Caitlyn thing that ever Caitlyn. So, but this is the thing. When I started, I don't know how I stumbled. Well, we know how I stumbled upon this video. Because <laughs> algorithms work. That's yeah, why. That's why. Um, but I'm not the only one. Apparently, these videos have fucking exploded. Like, people from all over the world, like, have been writing in. They started making more of them because people were just like, please give me more Mrs. Crocum. <laughs> they did, like, a, a behind-the-scenes, like, who's the real Mrs. Crocum? Um, 
they did an uh, interview with the actress who plays Mrs. Crocom, who she's like a historical actress. She does like a bunch of different roles, but this is like the big one. Um, like this thing is fucking glorious. Every time she says a medium oven, I'm just like, yes, medium oven. Um, every- what do you even mean? Heat wise. Okay. Because they didn't have gauges, right? Um, she um, makes something called kedgeri one episode, and I'm just like, I don't know what that is, but I love it. Um, Use prawns and quail quail's eggs. Like, what? 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 What is going on? Um, anyways, I don't know how these videos have not come up. Please check out these videos. You are going to love them. Oh. They're just short moments of happiness. Okay. I'll get Caitlin's top pick and throw it on throw it on Twitter later. Or you can do it. You can, can tweet. I can do it. Tweet some shit. I'm going to tweet it. And know what? Everyone's going to respond to it because I put it up. All the likes and the retweets because it was Kate's. <laughs> um, the other thing is, I don't know how to say it. So I like a certain type of videos that make me feel happy. Another type of video that makes me feel happy is... Baumgartner Restoration. They, he, this is a gentleman who basically goes through the process of how he restores fine art paintings. He goes through, like, their cleaning and taking them off of the frame and reframing them and patching and color correcting and reglazing. And he doesn't suffer from the voice, as Jordan so deftly demonstrated. He doesn't talk about art like this. He does not. Uh, he just goes through the process. He's one guy. Uh, he obviously has been doing this for ages. I'm so glad he started this channel. Um, if you have fine art and you have a lot of money and you want to get it rest- restored, I'd go to this guy. Um, the process is just the cleaning process. Oh, I just, it makes me so happy. I just, I, I can't even, I can't even, it just, it. I I just I have a glow after it's done, and he's like show the before and after, and yeah, so you, good. You ever see Tim's Vermeer? No, I don't know what that is. Tim's Vermeer is a documentary uh, produced by Penn Gillette and maybe both of Penn Teller. I don't know, but about this guy who's like a software engineer or whatever, and basically wanted to figure out how Vermeer painted, right? Because paint, Vermeer painted far too photorealistically, right? Than should have been possible, possible at the yeah. time, and it's about him. Again, it's one of those things like, why? Um, uh, because about, amazing. Because a certain type of person will. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa. I feel like I'm being personally attacked here. Perhaps, maybe a little. Um, no, just about this dude trying to like figure it out. suss out how. And this guy with no art training right. thinks he's figured it out because he devises something. And basically he's like recreating Vermeer paintings. Yeah. Like pretty much exactly by hand with no art training That's like amazing. the guy has no art training at all he's basically just he figured out a way to to do it well, the sort of like basically a tracing method yeah. um a projection sort of tracing method that he he hypothesizes is how vermeer did this in whatever yeah. year vermeer was doing it but that's amazing tim's vermeer tim's vermeer was on all netflix right. don't know if it still is but check it out if it is i will look for it um finally the other thing on youtube that's so fun to watch is trailers <laughs> um frozen 2 is bringing it Fire. Well, I, did, I, I did not watch it. I heard Chris and Andy might have been might have been talking about it Ooh. on the Chris and Andy show about like like how do we go from a fable to like the apocalypse? Yeah, it's dark, man. It is dark, but that's okay because 
all those fairy tales you love came from dark, dark places and from dark, dark minds and like child mutilation and being eaten alive and murder. Fun stuff, you know? Anyways, it looks amazing. Um, and Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Super hyped for that. Looks fantastic. I'm so glad that Jordan Peele's getting getting all that work. It's going to be a CBS All Access thing, right? Um, probably. And he's not. He's producing. He's not, like, doing all the episodes, I don't think. But No, no, I think he's producing. But it looks, it looks also looks great. For the kids, Twilight Zone is, like, proto-Black Mirror. It was, like, Stan Do we out. have to tell them that? I think we some of them do, yeah. I oh, think some geez. of them don't. Some of them probably don't know it was a thing that was a thing before. Like, right. It was a thing that was a thing before. <laughs> it's a thing that was a thing before. It's an yeah. anthology show, usually sci-fi, horror, suspense um, sort of thing. If you want Quirky, to, weird stories. If you want to understand The Simpsons, you should probably watch it. Yeah, Treehouse of Horror is basically the first, uh, yeah. like, five ones were basically... Anytime Bart came out in a suit and, like, presented <laughs> something before it started, it was Twilight Zone. It was Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, so that's that's sort of all I've been catching up on. All right. I'm gonna, ready. I'm going to round it out for two big ones. I'm strapped in. I'll put my pen down. Caitlin? Yes, Jordan? New K-drama alert. What? 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 Gripping. I'm gripping the mic. For, gripping the mic, y'all. This better be good, because I am... Girl. I am already excited. Girl. Let's talk about Love is a Bonus book. What? Love is a Bonus book. I I need so many exp- things explained to me. Again, it's a K-drama. You know what you're getting. Oh, yeah. You know what you're getting. And if you have not been here for K-drama explanations before, it is like a telenovela, but on... And, a, and like, an Austin novel. Yeah. Like go, go back to what episode whatever on when I gave Caitlin pasta, which is... Still one of my favorite K dramas. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so again, it's it's a romance yeah. of sorts. But Caitlin. Yeah. Stars an adult. What? Kang Dani. Yeah. Our our female lead. Yeah. Thirty-seven. What? What a twist. So basically, what we have here, uh, when they were children. Mm-hmm. Of course. Kang Dani, who was the, uh, the the bully of whatever middle school she was in, yeah. uh, basically saves this kid, Unho, from getting hit by a car. Right. And um, <laughs> the show's very comedic at times, so when they show this flashback, she like literally launches like in slow motion, <laughs> like nine feet in the air uh, type of thing. Nothing. The way they depict it, no one would survive. But right. she does. Right. And basically, uh, Unho, because he you know, feels guilty and, you know. Wants wants to care for her type of thing and show, show his thanks. Uh, basically, the entire time she's in the hospital, he is like bringing her mom what to read and things like that, and just like nice. they just they just form a bond. Yeah. Um, and he obviously like falls in love with her from that moment and has been in love with them the entire time. But um, they have since grown up. Unho has now like he's like a literature professor. He like works. At, he's chief editor of a publishing a small publisher. Right. Type of thing. Kang Dani was a copywriter. Right. Um, got a degree, worked in copywriting for a while. I guess I guess devised was known super successful for coming up with you know this one commercial that was really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and then quit, got married oh. to a dipshit. Oh, um, Uno does not believe in love because he saw what Donnie did with right. this dipshit she ended up marrying. Right. When we start the show, Donnie has been divorced for like a year. Okay. He ran out. She's living in her former home that's going to be condemned oh, God. and torn down. Oh, geez. She is clandestinely staying. She told Unho she'd find him a uh, housekeeper. Yeah. She just goes there and eats. Oh. And sleeps for a bit. 
um, and she goes on uh, job interviews, tries right. to get a job. Right. And you will cl- quickly be reminded what I'm always reminded, apologies to any listeners in the audience, Korea, you awful. Yeah. You terrible. Mm-hmm. You're just the worst people, yep. Koreans. Sometimes. <laughs> I read a Quora question once that somebody was like, hey, what's the difference between Japanese and Korean people? Yeah. And I've since vetted this with a couple of my friends of that ethnicity, and they're like, yeah, kind of. Be like, Japanese people, super nice. Never know what they're thinking, though. Yeah. Never know what they might be saying behind their back. Right. Koreans, you're going to know, but they, they're your ride or dies. Like, if, if you yeah. have a Korean friend, you know exactly what they think of you. Like, okay. <laughs> like, it's all this, it's always like, how dare you try to come back to the, you know, what were you doing for 12 years out of the job field? lazing about and she's like i was raising my kid like <laughs> i don't know what you want from me <laughs> like um how dare you just think you can waltz back in and so she'll get shit on by other people she's applying with right. the people interviewing her right <laughs> like people on the street like oh, great everybody shits on her uh long story short she basically lies and says she doesn't have a college degree and gets a job just basically doing whatever at unho's like publishing house huh. um so that's that's where we are. That's our main like setup. These shows live or die by the like charisma of the female lead. Yes, absolutely. I would take a bullet for her. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That yeah. For, for real. She is so charismatic and charming and you see her smile and it's just like and she sells both, right? Cuz you see this terrible life she had with this dipshit husband of hers. Yeah. You see her trying to struggle. She, like, writes this, uh, she ends up getting hired when the editor, not the editor, because Unho's the editor, when, like, the publisher, like, is going through some of the cover letters. Yeah. And she writes this, like, letter to herself on the cover letter where it's like, you know, dear Donnie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't pay much attention to you, you know, the last while. I could have treated you better type of thing. Like, telling herself this. And I'm like, um, the, the relationship they have with each other, um, and of course, you know, there's going to be a third. Oh, there's always a third. The third, the third guy comes it's in. It's a Jane Austen novel. Oh my God. Is in the first episode, her like, I don't know how she lost her shoe. She like, she lost her shoe in the street. Of course one, she did. One of her heels. And then she goes to like, get it. But it's like, she's like running into traffic to try to get her shoe, but it's gone. And by by the time you like, by the time third guy finds her, yeah, um, who had ended up finding both of her shoes actually. And when he saw her on the street, like gave him to her. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> And always third guy is the better guy, but anyways. Well, we don't we don't know third, that. Third That's guy. another fun thing this one's doing. Okay. Like he's not an asshole to her. Like he do, like once he once Unho like realizes what's going on. Like yeah. he's like she's just she wants to take care of herself. Yeah. Like legitimately, it's not it's not like stubbornness. It's like right. if she asked him, he would. And when he finds out in full everything that had happened and that she's basically been a vagrant, like living in his house and ducking out before, before he, he leaves for work in the morning, yeah. like he. You know, it's like, you're staying here, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, Where are her kids? Um, boarding school oh. in the Philippines, which is another reason why she's, like, so stressed for money. Because she right. doesn't, she wants to keep her, her kid in the school. Yeah. Um, and just, she is, I don't even know, I can't find a clip, but I mean, <laughs> K-dramas can suffer from a lot of sameness. Yes. This, the fact that it's an adult, like, somewhat adult concerns. The fact that she admits to Unho that she hasn't had sex in, like, three years. Like... Oh, my gosh. Wha- they talked about sex. Wha- wha- what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, or that, you know, 
she finds a bra of some girl that Unho had over, yeah. like, type of thing. Because for her, it's, like, brother-sister type thing. Yeah. Like he's, but he's in love with her. Um, and also playing on, like, the, like, cult, you know, Korean culture. Like, you know, third guy who found her shoes. Yeah. Who has an adorable golden retriever. Um, he sounds nice already. Right? He's a designer. Oh. Um, so he, and so the publisher wants to bring him in as a book designer, so that's what gets him all in the building. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, and there's, you know, the stairs and the, <laughs> who's this? <and laughs> he, like, realizes, they bumped into each other, like, you know, four times at this point. Yeah. And it's like, she had a, he finds her shoes, and for some reason she had bought, like, a green onion plant. <laughs> and she gives him the green onion plant. Um, she's like, this is the only thing I have to give you to thank you. You can have it. And he, like, tries to give her his umbrella, and she's like, no, you need it. Like, whatever. He's like, but you'll get cold. She's like, I am cold. Life life has cold days. Jesus Christ. And she just kind of goes on her way. But she's, like, smiling. She's like, that's how it is. She just kind of goes on her way. And, like, you're immediately like, I love you. I want to, do- I just want you to be okay. I am going to watch the show. Everyone should watch this show. Um, I'll make you watch 20 minutes of it once we finish this episode. Uh, or... You'll give it to me, and I'll give you cards. Oh, goddamn! Um, yeah, join join us next week. When <laughs> Caitlin gets love as a love as a bonus book. Um, so yeah, uh, she calls him Mister Umbrella. He calls her Ms. Green Onions. Yeah. And at one point, they bumped into each other again. She like found his dog when it ran away or whatever, and he like they're just kind of kind of like having dinner at his house. He's like, I don't even know your name. And she's like, What are you gonna do? You're gonna ask me my name, what I do, how old I am, like. And then what? People just want to know more. Like, it's fine. It's good. This is good how it is. Like, just. Wow. <laughs> she has, like, zero fucks to like, give. Right? <laughs> she's amazing. Like, she's the best character. Um, So that that's on Netflix. Week to week. Oh. So my, my, primary, my primary concern was that book draft handed in. It was like, woo, two episodes. I'm only on episode four right now. I'm going into episode five. Uh, I think we got. I think it's going to run sixteen episodes this season. Nice. Uh, also, late K dramas, solid hours. Yeah, but these are not the. This is not the wire. Why do you need to like? <laughs> That's what I found with pasta. I was like, is it? We've already had two endings. Well, like, right? Like my friend, uh, the friend who gave it to me. It, it's the first time her and I have ever watched a show together. Generally, we have pretty dissimilar tastes, but she mm-hmm. told me to watch it, and I was like, and eh, whatever. I was not expecting to love Donnie as much as I did. Right. Um. So now I'm like screaming stuff that happens <laughs> on WhatsApp to her. And she's like, she's like, wait, what episode are you on? I'm like, I'm on the first. And she's like, that all happened. She's like, wow, a lot did happen on that episode. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, they're like an hour long. Um, so yeah, that's on that's on your Netflix. It's it's delightful. I have top priority for me is to get caught up before before the season ends. Right. Or maybe I don't. Maybe I don't want to get caught up. You just want to like leave it. Yeah. Like, then, it it makes me happy that I have episodes of Pasta left. Yeah, so that I can binge, right? Like, yeah. Not to trickle week to week. So that was the one thing. The second thing. Yeah. Friends. It's a dream. Let's close out the episode with a trip to Waifu World. Great. We're not here to talk about Love Life School Idol Festival today. We're not? We are not. Oh. We're here to talk about a moment where I was on the Reddit for Love Life School Idol Festival. Okay. Wanted to see what the next event was going to be. Kind of in a dry spell yeah. for the game. Between events. I was like, well, do we have word on what the next event's going to be? Sorry. I got I to gotta pause here because for those who don't know, How do you not? New, How do you not? If you're new, this is a uh, pop princess sparkle rainbow. Rainbow sparkle beat Japan girl. Beat Japan girl. Which I came to. <laughs> the one legacy of writing this book. 
brought this to my life for reasons that when I can tell you, I'll tell you, but I had to, I thought to, I need it. You can do it. <laughs> she believes in me. <laughs> for reasons I can't tell you yet, I had to uh, investigate the current state of rhythm games. Yes. And I don't have an arcade near me. So I checked out the old app store. And guess what he found? The app store brought me a thing that looked familiar. And I was like, I remember when I was getting back into anime, this looked popular. Let me check this out. And suddenly I was... How many months has it been? Tapping circles. Uh, Two, three, maybe? Since the the new year. Yeah, definitely since the new year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, before. Because I remember being worried that I was going to go home for Christmas and my father was going to be like, we're... That you that someone which would is, be judging which you. Which is exactly what happened. I was playing one morning. My dad came over, looked, and didn't even say a word. He just kind of walked away. And I'm like, "Yep, I'm your forty one old forty one year old son." <laughs> Judgment. Tip tapping away. So I go over to uh to check see what the events are because uh, the the rumor is that the worldwide there's a Japanese version and a worldwide version. Yeah. Uh, that the worldwide version is trying to catch up to Japan. Okay. And that this will be the. Finally, once Worldwide catches up to Japan, we will have a sense of when the next game comes out, oh, which hate. will be All-Stars. Oh, my God. Which they have teased and they put out trailers for. And the hook for me has been everything that you have in this game, transfer that on over oh. to the next game, which is going to have you know full CGI performances and shit like that. What? Instead of just the stationary screen you see, yeah. they'll actually be like performing type of thing. Oh, there, my God. There are games in Japan. Idolmaster in Japan, I think, does that where you like actually see the characters dancing in whatever outfits you've you've scored from your your gacha poles. amazing anyway so the events have been nuts i think i showed you one time you were over here i don't know if we got into it on mic but like normally an event you two cards yeah that's what you can pull ranking on an event yeah. and it's like four if not six like it's insane it was insane and people are just grinding so hard right now on these on these events but there hadn't been an event in a while so i go to the reddit see if anything has been leaked and i see uh i see a post on there called is this app dead? I said, that's an interesting question. That's a very interesting. I want to know question. what people think. Let me see if this app's dead. And I'm reading some things, and the general consensus is it's slowing down. Yeah. Um, but it's not dead. And part of the reason it's slowed down a bit is because Bandero came to to North America. Right. What's Bandero, Kate? I don't know. I don't know what Bandero is. Okay. I have to I have to Google this. It takes me a while to find it because, in typical fashion, this is two Japanese words mashed together into one. Right. Or two English words jammed to get jammed together into one thing. Bandero is the uh, amalgamated contraction of Bang Dream or Bang Bandirim. Okay. Bandirim. Bandiro. Okay. That's how you get that, friends. It's Rainbow Pot Sparkle beat Japan Girls too. Oh my God! <laughs> Who's got a second one, y'all? <laughs> no, you do not. Boy, do I. <laughs> What? How do you have time? I don't. I do not. Caitlin, do you want to know the hook was here, though? So if Rainbow Sparkle Beat Japan Girl 1 was about an idol group, Rainbow Sparkle Beat Japan Girl 2 is about bands. Oh, my God. Now, we're going to do two things here right quick. Because Caitlin. No, no. No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. um, Don't don't do that. Okay. (laughs) Caitlin. The tragedy... I don't have a best girl for this game yet. Oh, tragedy. I don't have a best girl. It's so sad. Depends, I don't have a best girl yet. There were two nine-member groups okay. on uh, Love Live, we'll recall. Muse. Muse and the other one. Which are the good ones. And 
Aqua, which sucks. If you picture it in Drake memes, <laughs> Aqua is the one where I'm like, mm, and Muse is mm. the one where I'm like, yeah. I don't have one for this game. Sidebar, the other thing with this game is like, if the next Love Live game is like this, yeah. I'm a fucking dead man. Because this game is really well constructed. You're you're so dead. Oh no, my god, they're adorable. Little little chibis they're super on chibi. the map. When they talk. <gasps> wow. They're fully animated. Oh my gosh, that's actually really fucking impressive. For like a free game to download. Yeah. This game also demands less. There are only four rarities well, for now. on the cards for now. So here are our bands. Okay. We're we're gonna try to get your hot take on a best girl right now. Okay. And we'll see how I feel about it. Can I can I go through the names? Sure. Okay, we got Pop and Party. Pop and Party, I believe, is our protagonist group. Okay. This is our main group, okay. the one we focus on. Sidebar, similar to Love Live, where um you know the, the voice actors do performances. Yeah. The voice actresses here, yeah. actual musicians perform live. That's amazing. Perform the songs as a band. That's really cool. Not every group in here does that, but they do, and Rosalia does the other one. There you go. There's Pop and Party. Um, you want to touch? After. Oh, oh! You want me to go? Are we gonna go through the? No, first? no. I, I didn't. I didn't know you had a hand gesture for it. So, Afterglow. next we have Afterglow, which is kind of our punky band. Yeah. Uh, pastel and palettes. Pastel palette. Oh, pas. Oh, okay. Pastel palette. Um. So I just you're really taking them all in. You got to take the characters in here. Okay. Okay. Taking them in. Pop and party. Have yep. a look. Yep. Afterglow. Have had okay. A look. Very cool. Very had cool. Look. They okay. look edgy. Pastel Palettes. Ooh, yeah. Our mm-hmm. actual, more traditional sort of idol groups who yep. started playing instruments. They have a lot of ruffles. A lot of, lot of frills, a lot of ruffles. Yep. Um, Roselia. Our goth girls. Our, our lolly girl. Yep. Lolly goth girls. Yep. I like that aqua hair. And lastly. Oh, my God. Hello, happy world. Oh, my God. What is that? What is that, Jordan? <laughs> So as you will see on this screen, there are little stories. And as you rank up the band, there are little story chapters you can watch that were kind of like the <gasps> origins. Hey, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Who is that? Okay. So in the story of this, this has an anime as well that I have not watched. Yeah. I have not watched the anime of this show. But the story of, so of, of our five bands, like I said, Pop and Party, mm-hmm. pop, pop sort of band, Afterglow Punk, Pastel Palettes, Idols, Roselia Goths. These are idiots. <laughs> They're actual idiots. Okay. Um, from what I can gather, our lead character here, mm-hmm. the blonde, is a Kokoro, I think. Okay. Which is actually the word for heart. Okay. Um, just wants to make people smile. We don't know why. She's apparently rich. There are some people in black suits who, like, do things for her all the time. Okay. Um, and this is just a random girl at school. Right. This is, like, the track star. You know, Karu? Karu? It's, like, super dramatic. Okay. She talks like this. <laughs> She's always talking about Shakespeare and, and Goitha. <laughs> and what, and it's like super popular. Like girls right. love her. There's a, this chick in Afterglow. Yeah. Loves Kairu Senpai. Right. <laughs> loves her. Um, so while they're putting the band together. Yeah. There, there's a person in here. This is a mascot costume. Yeah. Yeah. Inside the costume. She's not pictured. Is, uh, is Misaki. Yeah. Who's the only smart one in the group. Right. But she's found by the other. She's like. While well, Kokoro's trying to get a group together uh-huh. to make the world smile. That's all she wants to make the world smile. Right. Figures a band can do that. Okay. What's going to make the band better? She gets a giant pink bear to do it. Everyone but the blue haired girl thinks this is an actual bear. No, they do they not. They do not. And this is played for laughs in the show repeatedly. And <laughs> oh it's actually kind of funny because Misaki out of the costume. Uh, sorry. Uh, the pink bear's name, Michelle. Michelle. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I think I actually have some rare cards of Michelle that we can, uh, 
oh my god this this isn't this isn't two this is number two this is an evolved state so that's that's her normally oh my god and that's that's her in the costume that's amazing so when she shows up to band practice nobody knows who she is she'll offer like a rational point and coco will be like that's a great idea who are you (laughs) (laughs) she's like i literally been here at the other where's michelle though (laughs) right right play for laughs all the time so most important so i I think caitlin has decided she oh and they had a persona tie-in oh my god so you could get a you could get a morgana costume for michelle oh my god i think we have already established caitlin has a bias pick pick my best girl caitlin okay um i guess i mean it's really difficult there's a lot of pressure jordan I'm not going to go with whatever you say, but I'm interested in... Uh, oh, thanks. In the, <laughs> I just want to hear your theories. Does that girl have a kazoo? No, oh, she has her pick in her mouth. Oh. I think we know. Yeah, but who? It's Michelle, obviously. <laughs> it's Michelle. Michelle's my best girl. <laughs> you go with the pink bear. Okay, fine, fine. I'll, I'll pick another best girl. I like this one. She's cute. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the names of all these people yet, but... Um, I thought you were going to go Roselia. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, sh- I like her. Oh, their name's Sayo. She's the guitarist in Roselia. I, I, I like that one. Um, okay. We'll go Roselia. To, to, to that end, I just happened to get a coupon this morning on my dailies. Ooh. Because of course you did. Why don't you hit the single play there? Let's see what we get. Oh, the buttons are a little bit better. But I still don't know where to press. The game's only a year old, right? So there's less million things going on. Yeah. Single play. Oh, okay. That one. I got a coupon. So we're gonna we're gonna pull, see what we get. Okay. T- touch to cut, Caitlin. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Again from Hello Happy World. <laughs> Great. Sometimes the game just forces best girls whatever on you. I did yeah. not think that was the group I was going to like, but I keep getting all the rare characters for them. So. so I got Hagumi. This is all well and good, but one of the items of praise I saw about this game was cover songs. Okay. There are cover songs in the game. Okay. That's a little bit different. So there's like a billion songs that the bands themselves perform, and then yeah. they do cover songs. Okay. Of and you buy cover songs from the music shop, not for actual money. Every day or whatever, you get little tokens that you can trade in. You did not see the look I gave him. <laughs> not for actual money. Haven't spent any money on this game yet. Oh, God. Is, uh, is your is your Japan egg on lockdown? No. Jordan. What do you, oh, meaning, oh, like. Is it hard to get at? Do you have a savings account? Oh, yeah, it's hard to get at. Yeah. It better be. No, like my, my iTunes store cannot get tied into that. Okay. <laughs> Saying. Thank you for your Patreon donations. No, <laughs> never would. Sidebar: This is one of Hello Happy World songs. Great. I love this song so much. It is very happy. This is my this is my spring song. Let's get into some of these. Uh, so like, this is the theme song to Gurren Lagann. Great. Okay, no relation to this anime. Different companies, whatever. But yeah. you want to hear him rock out to the the Gurren Lagann song? That's on there. Um, um, Jordan, is there a second action on here? Caitlin, don't spoil. Don't spoil the story. Oh, oh. Don't spoil the story. Oh. This is from Persona. This is from yeah. Persona 5. Yeah. This is from Roroni Kenshin. 
Yep. Okay. This is one of my favorite fucking songs <laughs> ever. Oh, he's rocking out. Sailor Moon Crystal. <gasps> well. Attack on Titan. Seriously rocking out. Closing theme to Kick I Sense In. Amazing. Crazy. Now, I read the list of the cover songs, Caitlin. Yeah. And I see something on there. And I say, I have to download this fucking game immediately. Oh, yeah. Because I know it's coming. So why wouldn't I get this game when this started? Oh, my God. You know the sad part? I wigged out to people about this. Yeah. And they were all like, I don't get it. (gasps) So all you motherfuckers who complain about the old song and how it's gone, y'all didn't recognize it when I played for you in the first fucking place. Oh, my God. But for a moment, let's just enjoy. Shin Takarajima by Second Action, which, as some of you will recall, was the original Geek Down song, which we had to pull when we didn't want to get sued. Because, but it's still in our hearts. Always in our hearts. We sing it sometimes, just randomly, both of us at the same time. So that's the good news. Uh-oh. That's you want to know I'm showing you a YouTube video instead of playing it on the app? Because it's locked. Because it's not available in America! Oh, that's not good. It's out in Japan, for some reason. It's not available in the North American store. You'll get it eventually. I fucking better. Hey, everyone started playing this game. Just write to them. In your in your fucking better. Kindergarten Japanese. Also also, just to show you the gameplay, this does the note highway style. So you like Love yeah. Life has the like circles come down from the center and you kinda tap a semicircle. It's very disorienting. This, I find this more disorienting. I'm terrible at this game. For now. Terrible. Once I can, you start playing, put it in your 40 hours I a week. I cannot do expert on this game. At all. Not yet. I can, I can barely do hard. It's good. So it's got holds. It's got slides. You see where it's like it moves back and forth? Oh yeah, this is very difficult. So it does like the note highway that you remember from like Guitar Hero, Rock Band, stuff like that. So it's something you have to hold and move around. The pink notes are flicks. Just let Caitlin rock after this for a minute. I love this song so much. I just listen to it when I need to be happy sometimes. It's also rearranged a little bit. Like, they didn't just do it straight. They got a fucking accordion on this version. Like, Okay, so we're just going to play the whole thing then because we love it. It looks like it's fun. If you're good, like when I do the Rowan Kenshin song, which I know really well, yeah. um, I'm, it, it is fun. You know what would be fun? This song. <laughs> and I'll play it 60 times a day. Like you see there at the end, you'd have to tap, flick, tap, flick, tap, and hold. And this motherfucker got a 658 combo. Like, like I said, put in your 40 hours a week, you'll be fine. So, I mean, it does, as a rhythm game, it does a lot. 
Um, but it also does less. Like, there's less characters. There's less rarity. Like, within a week, I built a pretty solid, like, just on the freebies they were giving me as a new player, I built a solid, like, but you know what's gonna happen. three star, four star. You're going to get 40 hours a week. You're going to be all fun. You hear about it. And then it's going to be like, Halen, it's getting slow. It's getting slow. I'm getting to grinding. This grind's getting to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, maybe I can just dip into the Japanese egg a little bit. And I'm like, no, no Japan egg for you. <laughs> then I can go to Japan. No, because I can go to Japan and buy merch. Oh, Jesus. No, I don't want merch for this dumb little game. But yeah, I, I told Caitlin like a week ago, I was like, you're going to hit me. I got a story that's going to make you slap the shit out of me. And there it is. There's another <laughs> Rainbow Sparkle Beach Japan girl I'm playing. I mean, I should have known. Like, it was coming, right? It was coming down the pipeline. <laughs> There's going to be something. Part of the, this also stemmed from, in my research for uh, the book, I found an article on Engadget a while back about, you know, because it's so obvious what the book's about, but I can't, I still can't officially say it. Um, I was trying to look at the current state of the rhythm game industry and how right. it, like, it lives on mobile now. And in Japan, it's shit like this. Right. And, like, I cannot remember the figures, but, like, the company that owns this and another game like one of the idol master games which yeah. are like regularly in the top 10 uh japanese app charts like 23 million dollars profit i think they made <gasps> on these games what? yep yep there's like a macross tie-in with one of them with like the old school like you know robotech macross songs on it like i, I just don't get it i just it possibly because i have no rhythm they i mean they are i do enjoy them and, you know, as a former drummer, it gives me something to tap in rhythm that yeah. I, like, enjoy. But if you, yeah, if you didn't, I don't see the appeal. But, I mean, it's it's the model of, like, you know, they want you, and this was the argument I was making kind of in, in that segment of the book. It's, like, it's putting narrative back into games like this. Right. Because it's about characters. Right. Something like, even Guitar Hero to an extent, but, like, you know, your original Konami games, like, there were no characters or anything. It was just yeah. tap the shit. Um, yeah. This is tapping the shit, but putting characters back into it because they want you to have a favorite so that when some event starts featuring that character you're all about it open your wallet and let it all fly out you, you gotta get, gotta get your best girl in that costume and you get sucked back in you get sucked back in so i mean there are moments where it will start to feel like a grind also they're great for letting me know how uh, tired i am oh that's nice i would wake up in the morning and kill like get a perfect combo on something I'm like yeah. man i am so alert right now let's do some work <laughs> i feel tired and i bombed that chart and you're like, I need to sleep. Time for bed. So, yeah. Rhythm games, y'all. Uh, I'm playing the piano. That's kind of like a rhythm game. You still game. playing the piano? What's that going? Yeah. I, I have classes. <laughs> I have classes? I, I missed one class. And my teacher was like, we missed you last week. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if she's like sincerely being like, oh, it's too bad you weren't here. <laughs> or like, you, you're here next class. Like, do not miss any of my classes. How's um, it going? You still like it, though? I do. I am... Always surprised that after uh, playing for an hour or two hours, um, uh, senior correspondent Chris and the housemates do not take me aside and be like, if you play that goddamn song one more time, you're out of the house. This is not your occupation. <laughs> They're just like, I cannot hear Campdown Races one more time. <laughs> you're done. Um, so, yeah, but they've all been very supportive and, and it's been a lot of fun. And I find... Ooh, I find, unlike things like drawing, where I was like, I don't want to practice, I'm, like, itching to practice all the time. There you go. And I don't know if it's because I, I played a little bit 
when I was a kid or I just like making music um, or I, I started at a good place. Like I started knowing some things so it wasn't such a, a slog because as we've talked about, cannot draw a box, can play green sleeves, right? Like, there you go. There you go. So I don't know. If you have kids and you're thinking about putting them into music classes, do it and then don't let them leave even if they complain. Yeah. <laughs> Most important thing. Yeah. Make them stay with it well. Yeah. But anyways, so you've got rhythm games. I've got the piano. <laughs> Actual music. Uh, you know, living our best lives. Living our best lives. Or trying to. Trying to. Yeah. Uh, friends. That was like an hour and a half worth of freewheeling conversation. Yeah. And you guys love chit-chat. We yeah. hear about it all the you, time. You, that's, what, that's what we hear. Yeah. Um, what will be coming down the pipe for the Geek Down? TCAF will be approaching. I don't know if we're going to do, no, we're gonna do we, another TCAF extravaganza. I think we should, should. I have reasons to go this time. Yeah. Like a couple of years, we didn't have really anything that really uh, well, last appealed year, to us. Last year, we didn't go. We were um, just like, eh. But this year, we've already had the announcement that uh, horror manga king Junji Ito was making like his first North American appearance yeah. there. He of Uzumaki, which was the thing I gave Caitlin. Many moons ago. My cousin was very excited about this. Um, and Kieran Gillen, author of, writer of Wicked and the Divine and Phonogram, yep. told him on Twitter, I've got a copy of the complete phonogram McKelvey signed in 2016, <laughs> holding the place for you ever yeah. since. You liked it. Oh, there you go. We'll bring that down and have him sign that and be yeah. like, thanks for emailing me back in <laughs> 2013 when I offered a soft criticism of your book. <laughs> Even though I, I don't write comic books, but that's Even fine. though I know nothing and was nobody, but thanks. Thank you. Um, yeah, there have been some other folks uh, thus far, but Junji Ito is yeah. know, the major the major get so far. People, Twitter lost their mind when he was announced. So I think we'll probably try and uh, make our way down there for that. And that's that's it. We're going back to format next week. Back to format next week. <laughs> uh, we're pretty, we're Spoiler, pretty sure. It's probably going to be Cars and Love is a bonus book. So, I mean, yep. get that out of the way now. Um, and uh, we are still looking. It was because somebody, somebody asked. We are still looking to, to interview someone. Maybe, maybe next episode. We might be able to pull it together. <laughs> you think? Uh, maybe. All right. We'll talk off mic then, I guess. Yeah. We can try. Girl, I'm working Monday to Friday. I don't know when you think that's going to happen. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> We will see, but yes, no, we have not forgotten that. I know I have some names in mind. I'm sure Caitlin does as well, but we can get to that. Oh, God, and obviously, burying the lead a month from now. Yeah. Oof. Go put the mic again. A month from now, your BFFs will have gone to pay our respects to the queens. Of course, you have to. The queens. Thank God this book is done so I can focus on important <laughs> things like designing my whatever shirt I'm going to wear. I'm going to start learning dances and like cheers and stuff. <laughs> I have to give Caitlin the, the TED talk on things like PTA Corner and how Japanese concerts work. Yeah. I told another friend of mine who is random. Leah the Brazilian is randomly going to the show. That's really cool. Had nothing to do with me. She just en just ended up going. So I had to explain to her that like, so this is what will happen. They'll do five songs and then they'll talk to the crowd for literally 25 minutes. Yeah. She was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. I'm like, don't matter what you like. This is what they're going to do. <laughs> Japanese style. This yeah. is what we do. Until you bond with the audience. Um, So, yes. Uh, sometimes I forget. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Because I've got it, like, circled in my notebook. Sometimes I forget that. It's because I had this giant thing in front of me. Where I was like, the book. Yeah. I have to finish the book. And even now, it's like, the book's in. It's like, do I have any time to relax? Well, i got to work Monday to Friday. And i got a fucking dentist appointment on Saturday. And then it'll be tax season. Like, it's just like... <laughs> Maybe we won't be doing an interview then. Does like, it, we got it, dentists and taxis. Does it ever like... stop? Does it ever stop? Um, no, it never does. 
But then I see like a you know post of them from like the Shanghai or the Taiwan yeah. tour stop. And I'm like, Toronto, get it together. Are we playing an airport trip? Like, what are we doing? Are we going to be there to greet them at the airport? Do we have a sign? Figure this out. You started a group, Carly. Carly. Get on it. We're, we're, sh- we're shutting you out. Get the fuck on it, Carly. But like, not in a good way. Not in a good way. You're on blast, Carly. You're on blast. So, if you'd like to put us on blast for anything, why would you, jerk? Wow. But you can go to twitter.com slash you were happy you were singing happy songs it's a, a second ago it's a rich tapestry Caitlin. <laughs> and this is why you come here to be to be brought in and then abused for my mood swings if you'd like to complain about my abusiveness twitter.com slash geek down pod at geek down pod yeah uh, i talked to a 19 year old last night and she definitely agreed that facebook is the old mall of social media <laughs> she's like that is a very apt description boy is it sidebar Speaking of other things that have come up on this show, uh, Leah the Brazilian, very taken with the notion of the Golden Triangle. Loves the Golden Triangle. It's very important. Always ensures that her Golden Triangle is properly protected. I bet you I am sick because my Golden tri- Triangle at some point was not protected. Captain Scarf over here, where were your 19 scarves? Decorative and... Maybe I was shoveling snow and it became... You oh, know, snow. You know when you don't have to do that? When it doesn't fucking snow. I'd rather it snow and I not be freezing cold listen, all the time. Listen, yesterday, the fucking, it looked real nice. Real snow globe effects, slow beautiful. snowfall coming down. Beautiful. 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 Yeah. Walking down Queen Street was like jogging on the beach. I hated my fucking life. And you know why I wouldn't have to do that? If I could walk fast with dry streets and Except negative 20 degree weather. when the air hurts your face, it's a problem. Where's your precious scarf then? That's why I've got one. Where's your bitch scarf now? <laughs> my scarf out of this uh, <sighs> so yeah facebook facebook.com forward slash geek down pod go tell kate you love her yeah and you, tell me about your scarves because you do yes. take pictures <laughs> show off your scarf it gives your hot scarf takes over on <laughs> over on facebook.com friends thank you so much for joining us thank you for indulging us in this two hour <laughs> catch-up chat of everything we hope you enjoyed it we hope you will come back next week and we will see you then. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and I hope I am better next week. Me too. Bye. You know how... Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, that is amazing. Oh. Uh, for the sake of the tag listeners, for when I put this at the end, <laughs> I started saying something. Stop, this, stop saying it. And then my thumb grazed the wow button. So it was like my own conscience was disgusted with me. Oh, it was like a, a show from the 90s. <laughs> Shouts to dream on where my Brian Ben Ben stands at. Mm.